This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're on the YouTube live at Pulse95 Radio. Massive, massive shout out to everyone who's tuned in. Coming up on today's show, we've got Ross Gilmore, a coach, nutritionist. We're going to be diving into so many questions that we probably would have had pre-COVID, let alone post and that's going to be how far do we believe in caloric workouts? Is it as simple as calories in versus calories out? We've got what is a body transformation? We've also got, man, how do you train the mind to build habits? If you think that's good, guys, make sure you buckle up. Go get your tea. Go get your water. Get ready because the show is going to come right after this. Enjoy some loyal. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host. Couple of shout-outs to our regulars. You got Spicy, you got Hassan, you got Adur, you got Fatima, you got Maria. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Let me have a scroll through the Instagram live, which we are live on at the moment. Now at Omar Duri, uh, we have, I'll tell you, Sadine, TND, Paul, Claudia, Ta- the life of Tarek all the way from the UK, Adel all the way from New York, Debo all the way from Florida. I'm not going to get that wrong, Debo. I apologize last time. I did say Chicago, but hey, listen, we're far away, but we're so happy you guys are close by. And it's not every day I get this guest in. I have spoken to him before, and you know what? It was a wicked chat, so you guys are in for a treat. Um, Ross Gilmore, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks for having me, Omar. How you feeling? Um, all things considered post-corona, things are going very, very well. Yeah? Very well. And you know what? I'll tell you now, guys. If you were wondering what we're talking. Now, Ross, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, coach, nutritionist, and you know what? An educator. That's what I like about you, Ross. Mm. I really appreciate that because... You don't kind of go with what's trending. I think you've, you've definitely kind of set the bar high when it comes down to the health and fitness industry. Mm. You've obviously got programs. You've got an educational platform that you you promote yourself and your other half. Is that right? That's right. Can we give her a shout out? We can. So my wife, Malin. Okay. Sh- she'll be listening. Shout out to Malin. If, uh, I'm sure you should. Malin, you should be listening. <laughs> if she's not, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. James as well. Um, Ross... Now with everything that's happening, there's been a bigger awareness on nutrition, health. One of the things we can't help sidestep is calories. Mm. How do how far do we go into believing caloric workouts? 
Right, so there's a, a few things to unpack there, but I guess the first thing we, we ought to know is just that what, what do most people think of when they think, I'm going to go train, and I'm mm. going to you know get in shape, get healthy, and they think, well, I need to manage my nutrition, yeah. and I need to manage my training. Now, we know, obviously, energy balance is what we refer to it. This refers to calories in, calories out, or SECO is the kind of abbreviation that we, we get taught. And often people will put a lot of emphasis on the food side, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes there will be a lot of emphasis on the burning calories, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get around to this later. As far as calorie-burning workouts... I guess one of the first things we try to educate our clients on is yes, that all forms of activity will will burn calories, mm-hmm. and it will expend energy. Yeah. Should that be your focus? And usually our education with our clients is no, well, training is not there to focus on that specifically. Yes, it, it contributes, but it's not the only factor. There's many other factors that contribute to our energy expenditure. So we, we try to educate our clients to think about, well, what rather than thinking about what training is taking away from you, i.e. energy, mm-hmm. what is it actually giving you? It's creating an adaptation. It's creating a stimulus. It's, if you're in the gym lifting weights, what are you trying to do with that? You're trying to get stronger. You're trying to get more toned, if you want to use that term, or build more muscle. If we're trying to, you know, say we turn up to a CrossFit class and we're trying to work on our just general physical preparedness, the idea is that you want to be fitter at the end of that. So I think as far as what we go believing, calorie-specific burning workouts, if you look at most of the popularized ones, like, say, uh, Barry's Boot Camp or Orange Theory mm-hmm. or, you know, all the different cycling ones, like Soul Cycle in the US is obviously very popular. Yeah. They'll often promote that, you know, you can burn 800 calories a workout, 1,000 calories a workout. A lot of people think when they do resistance training they burn lots and lots of calories uh, and there is truth to the fact that cardio does burn for the same amount of time does burn more calories than lifting weights uh, but when it comes to lifting weights for example most general population will burn no more than two to three hundred calories per workout right and that's way less than they often think uh, and if you think about the research when we actually look at the energy expenditure of all the different forms of exercise what we consistently find is that people hugely under report their nutrition intake and hugely over report their activity expenditure right. um, so if I was advising someone to focus on, okay, if you are wanting to get energy balance right, you're trying to get in shape, maybe you're trying to lose some body fat or lose weight, it would be looking at the totality of everything, making sure the food's in check, making sure, yes, you're exercising, but maybe not with the focus of burning calories. Right. This is why we also look at things like non-exercise activity. So, for example, how active are people outside of the gym? Because you've probably seen this, right? People go, they go to the gym, they do that hour, they might do two classes back to back, and then they're, they're sitting on the butt all day, and they're not really burning any calories, or they're not moving, and there's many other benefits outside of just expenditure to regular movement. Right. So uh, so I think as far as how far we go to believe, I wouldn't place the great emphasis on your workouts as yeah. burning calories. There's so many more benefits. Yeah, because there could be like a corridor of uncertainty when it comes down to that. Because if they are monitoring, let's say let's say they even go that one step further and get a heart rate monitor, mm. and they are monitoring, you know, what they're doing in the workouts, minus obviously, you know, what type of workout it is. How do they know? I know you can calculate BMR, basic metabolic rate, for, for those who are listening. I know you can calculate that but sometimes you can get lost in how many calories you're burning across the day mm. and then that might actually affect your whole week which yeah. then affects your whole month so at what point do we kind of put our foot down and say right let's take a step at a time and let's monitor or let's plan things out how do you how do you feel about that when it comes down to it's a, it's a great step that people do take that step to get a heart rate monitor, but how do you feel about them actually living by it? You know what I mean? Sticking to every number on that on that heart rate. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like with all forms of data, people can either be really impartial to it, and that's mm-hmm. quite a good way to be, or yeah. they can be, become incredibly neurotic, and the numbers almost start driving their emotions and their decisions. Um, I think how we've kind of educated our clients around it, and we do actually get our clients to wear heart rate monitors for certain aspects of their training, especially if they're doing their, their cardiovascular work, because we want to be able to control what sort of energy 
energy system they're using and for mm-hmm. those at home listening who don't get what I mean by that you've got just a couple of different pathways that you use for certain energy yeah. and we want to know is someone going to be working in a kind of moderate or light intensity or is someone going to be working at a higher intensity mm-hmm. we need heart rate zones to be able to, to judge that yeah. and so to keep it really simple we just will prescribe people like for example if I want them doing like kind of slow steady restorative work people often underestimate just how high the heart rate can get mm-hmm. especially if they're kind of used to t- attending a lot of classes and things like that yeah. so by wearing the monitor sure they're able to see oh well actually I'm sitting between that 120 to 140 zone and they know that they're staying within the zone we've asked for them if we're asking them to high intense intervals and we're like okay we want you to get to this heart rate but then we want you to rest until your heart rate is back down at this particular point that's a fantastic use of a heart rate monitor you're using it in a very qualitative and a very specific way mm. as far as the calorie expenditure a lot of these monitors report again they tend to be hugely overestimated and so I would advise people to kind of steer away from thinking about using heart rate monitors as a way of tracking calorie burn Mm -hmm. Uh, instead look at right imagine your body's like a scientific experiment right and if you look at what scientists do within experiments they try to control as many variables as possible while trying to focus on one maybe two things but usually it's one thing right and so how we best kind of simplify it for our clients is right if you imagine that your training is about creating your shape Mm -hmm. if you think about your diet and cardio any cardiovascular work or activity outside the gym we get you to do that's going to help with energy expenditure and gotcha. intake. And if we can keep it almost in that very oversimplified way, that helps keep it a lot more, um, uh, yeah, just a lot less overwhelming for more people. Right, right. Hey, listen, a lot more of that coming up next. We talk about the transition from home workouts to gym-based workouts on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Wow, we are back on the Halftime Show every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 on Pulse95 Radio, the heart of Sharjah, wherever you're tuned in around the world. I hope you're comfortable and getting into this conversation because I know one hour is not enough with this guy here. Ross Gilmore <laughs> is on the show with me. And I, I'll tell you one thing, you know, that's the hardest thing um, you know, when I speak to this guy because I, I've known him for a short period. I've known all of him for longer, but I've known him for a short period. And I often find myself, after I'm done chatting to him, I want to ask more questions. Um, for those who are tuned in and my youngest resetter, uh, Almas, who is 12. I can't believe you're 12. What a star footballer who is uh, tuned in on the... Omar Duri Instagram live right now. You've got Aisa, you've got Maria, and of course you've got Spicy. Um, right, okay, Ross, let's let's tuck into this one. Mm. Um, a lot of things have happened. There's been online training, and then there's been going back to the gym gradually, obviously respecting social distancing, etc. What's the purpose of gym-based training versus what we've had to go through with the online platform? Mm. Good question. So. I can answer this one quite simply I think it's just that if you look at what a lot of people are asking like well why should I go back to the gym that's one of the most common questions we've had since we've been back and I'll be honest with you I was one of the first people when the gyms opened I was like I'm going straight to the gym I need Mm. to get in there Um, I think as far as people rushing back or not rushing back comes down to a number of things it's going to come down to a lot of people are of course still a little bit scared of potentially is it safe to go back Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of caution at the moment for other people they've maybe purchased some equipment at home what they've maybe found 
around, especially those with families, kids, maybe really hectic work schedules. For a lot of people, they're like, you know what? It's just, I can literally go from where I'm working to where I'm working out in the space of like 10 seconds. Mm. And so for some other people, they've felt, actually, this just fits within my lifestyle way, way more. As far as where gym-based programs come in, the one thing I would say to anyone who was used to training really hard, been able to maybe handle a little bit more weight and really push the intensity in the gym, especially for the, the population that we mostly work with. Most of our clients are coming to us to change their physiques. They're trying mm. to do that in as efficient a time frame as possible. They want to get stronger, have more muscle tissue, be leaner, for example. Mm. Maybe it helps them assist their performance in other aspects of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, having access to equipment and external loads is, is extremely useful for that. And there's just something you can do as far as loading the body that you just simply can't do at home. Now, don't get me wrong, for most general population clients, if they were to just learn how to use some kettlebells, some dumbbells, get some really basic equipment at home, maybe yeah. a TRX strap, and they were to learn how to really master their body weight, that's not necessarily a bad thing, even doing that for a period of time, because it's going to give them a little bit more self-mastery of their body and their body weight. However, at some stage, if someone were to really hold a gun to my head and say, right, well, can someone really like continue to get absolutely jacked, for example, it really put on significant muscle just training at home? Yeah. Unless they start to buy in more external loads and more weight, and they're able to really load up and progressively overload over time, and they might be able to do that for a period of time at home with body weight. They might go a year or two years, but at some stage, there's just something about that getting into the gym around the ability to load heavy that allows you just to progress so much quicker. And I think that one of the aspects that a lot of people maybe have maybe not thought about is some people actually like the fact that they can be at home on their own, put their own music on, they have a bit more control of things. Mm. But I tell you what, when I first got back into gym, my clients felt the same. And I'm one of those very fortunate trainers. And for a lot of any maybe trainers that are listening out there, I know a lot of you guys are really struggling. I do. Uh, has, there, has there been a reluctancy, like a, a bit of um, a bit of tension in the air now, having having stepped back into the into the gym space, into the facilities? I mean, the facility I'm in, the warehouse gym, mm-hmm. um, people have been quite keen and they've been quite good. And it's kind of almost back to normal now as far as most of the regulars are back in. Mm-hmm. I've pretty much had every single one of my clients and some new clients starting since I got back. So I'm probably, to be honest, the busiest I've ever been, both in person wow. and online, which is, you know, obviously I'm very grateful for that. But there's a lot of trainers, unfortunately, that are not in that position. A lot of people, like you said, have got reluctance there, you know, whether it's due to Corona, or yeah. like it said to the fact, as I mentioned earlier, they're just not that quick to get back. A lot of people have built like garage gyms and home gyms and a lot of people have just kind of created their own solutions. And I think that's great because it makes people, it's kind of reframe people's thinking to what's possible if they just look outside the box and look, look at other solutions. But one thing I've noticed for a lot of the people coming back to the gym, one thing that every single person has said is, oh, there's just nothing like this environment. And an mm. environment is so, so important when it comes to success. I mean, you know this from all the stuff that you've looked into and with, with your book and, you know, for people to have a reset, if you imagine you've had three or four months in that same environment and your home becomes literally the place you work, you sleep, you eat, you relax, you train. At some stage, having that kind of third space away from work, away from home and, and a completely different environment that kind of gets you revved up and excited to go in and train. Mm. I just think that's something that can't be undervalued. So I think there will be those that will probably not go back for a long time. Um, I think if it depends what reasons you're doing it for, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing. People were talking about the tide shifting. I don't see that. How do you feel about that? But as in where from in online training to dead, is that I've heard yeah, a lot of this. Um, yeah. To be honest, I think if anything more now, people are seeking more and more and more. And eat, put COVID aside, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, COVID's a bit of a huge distraction, but that's a bit mm. of a rabbit hole to go down another time. It's 
people now more than ever, especially with the world of social media, people are seeing each other through screens, they're comparing their current, you know, maybe they're in the lowest point they've ever been in, they're comparing that to someone else's highlight. Mm. People are seeking interpersonal connection more than ever. And people are starting to understand actually just following videos on YouTube and following these other things it isn't quite cutting it anymore. Mm -hmm. So they almost want to get back in the gym and have that professional guidance and that interpersonal relationship. And I think for me as a coach, the most important aspect of a coach of being a coach is the relationship that you build that supersedes everything else absolutely right I told you it was going to be good here I wasn't lying coming up next we're talking about body transformation how do we sustain it and what are the common mistakes to avoid on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95 95 oh he loves the pilot this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show. It's Wednesday. I hope you're having a blessed week wherever you're tuned in around the world. Aid is around the corner, so Aid Mubarak to everyone listening. I hope you guys are with the family safe and having a great day. Ross Gilmore's on the show today, so I'm so excited. I'm going to jump into uh, the session. If you have just tuned in and you want to catch up on any of our shows, you can catch us on YouTube, Pulse95 Radio, or even on the podcast, man, Apple, Spotify, Rami, SoundCloud. Have I missed anything? I think that's everything. We got all the podcasts on there, 142 shows of the Halftime Show with some incredible guests, like my man here in the studio, uh, Ross Wright. We, um, I often see a lot of your posts. I really like your posts as well, by the way. Make sure you follow him. I'm going to put his tag at the end of the show as well and make him say it to you on segment four. Body transformation is something I hear about all the time, okay? And uh, when I see the way you dissect certain things, I know you're covering everything. Mm. And I know that will take about three days for us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so more than anything, how do we sustain the body transformation? Brilliant question. And to be honest, I think I was so happy that this was the question you asked because a lot of people think about the transformation part or almost what they think is the before and after, right? They think, mm. right, uh, I started out and then unfortunately what gets marketed all the time is you'll get the dream body within eight and 12 weeks. And I think the unfortunately the reality is is that most people need probably about 16 weeks, 20 weeks just to get ready to start the transformation. Six to eight weeks to get ready 16, for the transformation. 16 to 20 weeks probably just okay. to even be in a position health-wise, physiology-wise, psychologically, Right. actually go through the rigors of a transformation. Right. Um, so I guess why why do so many people find it hard to sustain it? Well, my number one reason I would say is probably a lack of clarity of vision. A lot of people start out thinking, right, I want to lose some weight or I want to, I want to be in the best shape of my life. It's like the phrase you hear so many people say, mm. but they don't really think, right, well, like with it, if you were doing a business plan, you wouldn't just kind of just start and say, right, we'll just see how things go. Yeah. I'll just turn up to the gym four or five times a week. I'll just do it. You wouldn't just turn up and go, right, I'm just going to rent out a building and I'm mm. just going to sell this product or this service. You wouldn't do that. You'd have a full business plan. You'd map it out. You would think about, right, what's the main end goal, but then what's all the little micro steps that I need to take and what's the checkpoints that I need to tick off along the way in order to make sure that I get there. Yeah. And so part of that for us, when we map out a journey for a client for a body transformation, first of all, what is a body transformation? It's a complete physique transformation, but that doesn't just come from what you look on the outside. That also has to come from the inside. So it has to be about your mind. It has to be about your belief systems. It has to be about your digestion and your health markers. Is your body really working with 
you rather than against you. Right. A lot of people start off body transformations and they're kind of working against the body right from the get-go. So maybe their blood pressure's through the roof or they're, you know, they're, they're kind of like fasting blood glucose, for example. It's like pre-diabetic, just for example. Yeah. How deep do you get into that? You, you know, you mentioned mindset. You mentioned the, the blood sugar levels. You, you, all these things. How, how deep do you get into that when you're mapping it out? So in the beginning, not as much. And mm-hmm. it's, to be honest, it's always going to be, and this might sound a bit of a compound answer, it depends, but I don't ever believe in saying it depends without saying why it depends. It depends right. because everyone is truly an individual. And so each approach is individualized. I work with some coaches who, you know, we can dive a bit deeper. We can go into things like the autonomic nervous system and talk mm-hmm. about like REM sleep, deep sleep. We can talk about HRV, resting heart rate. For someone else, it might just be, right, well, there's just going to be a baseline of habits that are just not there yet. So let's have a bit of a chat about, you know, why you don't eat enough vegetables. Let's have a bit of a chat about you know why the weekend is a is a sabotage time for you let's mm. talk about what your current belief systems are around food your current belief systems around your body and how you perceive yourself what's your current identity so you can see that even just listing those things off it's so multifaceted that it would literally be impossible for me to say right this is it in a kind of nutshell because mm. I have to kind of look at each individual and be like right let's take all of this into account where are they at right now where do they want to go Who, what's their current identity now who do they want to become mm-hmm. and then that all has to factor into right this is going to be the roadmap of the journey to get there so if I were to say how can people sustain that I think it's understanding that you can, it can't just be a physical change it's got to be a complete identity shift you've got to be willing to challenge your current belief systems and accept that you've got to work on those to move forward along with your body transformation Yeah. because the best example I give is that you can have that guy that like goes from 120 kilos down to 8 kilos and he got there like quite quickly quite efficiently but from an identity perspective he still thinks he's that 120 kilo guy but right. he's an 80 kilo man he's a completely different person but the identity hasn't shifted yet so what's the likelihood that they're going to move the way back towards that 120 kilo person mm. because they're acting like an 120 kilo person not the 8 kilo person at least on the most part Absolutely. or at least they might fall back into those habits so I think for us we map out not just the fat loss component of a transformation we kind of look at right what's pre- the preparation one that needs to be done and that's hugely individual mm. how long realistically or how many phases of fat loss is going to take for you to get to that end goal yep. what do we now need to do as an exit strategy to reverse you out of that and get you back to a really healthy baseline and maintenance mm-hmm. and then let's teach you the habits to move away from like tracking your food to do things a bit more intuitively to, to train in a way that you enjoy that you know that it doesn't become a chore to turn up to the gym, gym anymore you're actually so excited that at the end of your day or the start of your day begins or ends with going to the gym and right. doing something for you it's time for yourself it's working on building yourself up physically mentally and everything else it's getting to a point where they don't have to track calories and macros because they understand what the composition of their their food should look like and how that's supporting them as well i got a question in for you here from uh, my man florin from new york he's asking does this guy have a book <laughs> he goes y'all need to collaborate <laughs> <laughs> you know, so i've had quite a few people ask me this and yeah. i think i'm always a big believer you have to earn the right to do these things mm-hmm. And in my mind, that it's something I probably will do. I'm not there yet. Right. Well, there you go, Florin. There is your answer. Shout out to Miriam as well, who's tuned in. He's like, uh, Florin is like, call it reset and restore. <laughs> That's an idea for a collaboration. Florin, I'm going to take your idea and I might actually collaborate with, uh, with Ross away from the show. Right. Coming up next, we talk about how do you train the mind to build habits on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show. With Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice.
It sure is that time. It's the halftime show. Believe it, become it. As Tunde Ajayi said, one of my favorite boxing coaches. And by the way, guys, don't miss this weekend for Eid. All the presenters are getting together to, to smash up an amazing show full of us collaborating. Now, here at Pulse95, we don't always get that chance to see each other. I don't get a chance to see Rania and AK and Ahmed in the morning and Big Hass and Anna come later. So, guys, make sure you do tune in on Friday. Today is what it's all about, though. Uh, shout out to Mavish and uh, and Spicy and Marie and everyone who's tuned in and Arij as well. Uh, I got Ross Gilmore in the show. You know, I'll give him a little bit of a Hadouken, just right there, just because you know I'm happy with him being here. It's not every day I get him here, so that's cool. Um, the show's flown by, man. I told you. Yeah, always I, does. I, I told you. I had a feeling that was going to be the case. Um, and and I want to tackle one of the things that got thrown our way. How do you train the mind to build habits? Now, I know we can go on this all day, you and I. Mm. But to simplify it for those who want to start incorporating the healthy habits and the positive habits to get themselves on routine, how do they do that? Yeah, so it's funny. I mean, I always find it weird answering these sort of questions. I know there's so many people in the world who are just incredible at habits and habit transformation and, and you know you, you have a lot of great books out there for example you have Charles Duhigg's book The Power of Habit then you have obviously the one that's very famous nowadays James Clear's um, Atomic Habits which is a big one that a lot of people mm. read now um, and you know I've read both books and I guess if I had to try and synthesize it in a really simple way I think any habit has got to be manageable it's got to be something that is achievable it's got to be something that's practical uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's easy and it's not necessarily something that you need motivation to do and I think this is where a lot of people fall short because listen to you've seen this in the fitness industry over the years people that word motivation just comes up again and again and again I'm just not motivated and don't get me wrong I think motivation can be very powerful and it's certainly when it's there it's worth harnessing and mm-hmm. putting it to use I think one of the things I try and uh, we, we try and educate as a team our clients to get away from is not relying on motivation because as we know as quick as it's there it also disappears it's a very finite resource and ideally what we want to rely on is actions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and thinking right okay well the end goal is to achieve X it might seem insurmountable right now but what are the things or the little small actions I can break it down into in order to make it feel achievable now I always love the, the, the analogy of the army if you look at the army those guys literally succeed the moment they wake up why? because they're taught a routine how to make their bed pristinely mm-hmm. so that their bed is the best presented it can be ready for them to sleep in that, that night so they've kind of set themselves up for success also for the best way to end their day as well mm-hmm. and so that idea of kind of well that's such a small thing but it actually is a cornerstone and it kind of is a knock on effect to the rest of the day so for some of our clients it may be like what's the one of the things you can do first thing in the morning to feel like right I've ticked the box and we like to use this analogy mm-hmm. tick the boxes so do you record these things down or are you a visual person or do you put on on your phone or what's your what's your personal so method for me personally I mm. the coach I work with I track a lot of things uh, with our clients that we work with for can example. I stop you there you said the coach I work with can I just give an example out to everyone out there in the fitness industry that even the coaches have a coach yeah and that is full credit to you as a professional and what you do and just as a word there as well like the coach that I work with I've been mm. with him for now 20 months um, our goal when we set out initially was to for me to compete which I'm going to do come step on stage next year fantastic I'm already two years and we're not even it's going to be probably three years by the time we actually even realise that kind of and it's not an end goal it's just a checkpoint and mm. I just think for me like if I can't authentically talk about helping people to transform their physiques or to go on a journey if I'm not willing to go on that journey myself the second part to that is 
my coach is ridiculously knowledgeable. I mean, he's so far ahead of where I am now that I kind of see him as a constant motivation and inspiration to kind of push the right. Well, I need to get to that point. But by the time I get there, he's already going to be on to the next level. So it's is that your mentor? Would you say? Yeah, he is. I mean, the, the, their business in the UK is called the Muscle Mentors. For anyone who's kind of mm-hmm. up to date with the UK scene, they'll probably know who those guys are. But mm-hmm. uh, Callum Rystrick, Mike is my coach, and he's just um, humble, down to earth, but just incredibly knowledgeable guy. So, so yeah. To your point, mm-hmm. I have a coach because I understand the importance of being coached. I had to. St- I had to get that in there. You had to. Had to. <laughs> um, and so, to 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 your point, yeah. What we get our clients to do is when it comes to we have these things called process and action goals because one of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to changing anything is mm-hmm. they focus solely on the outcome. They think, right, I want this. Yeah. And they become desperate and they just try and do the quick thing or the magic bill or they seek for like I want someone to be able to do that for me. So what we do for our clients is we'll look at, okay, well, there's certain things we know they need to achieve. They need to be on top of their energy balance. They need to make sure they get adequate protein. They need to eat their veggies. They need to, there's a lot of things they need to cover. So we break this down into what we call process and action-based goals. Mm-hmm. And we give them a target number of days that they need to achieve that. And essentially what we say to them is, listen, all I want you to focus on this week is forget about the number on the scale, forget about the visuals, forget about all of these different things that are the outcomes. Mm-hmm. And let's focus on the process and the action. If you can just focus on ticking the box on those process and action, every single day four weeks eight weeks 12 weeks months and years down the line you're going to be at a point where all of a sudden oh how did I end up completely transforming my life well it's because you didn't focus on that end goal because that end goal let's be honest it's a constant moving target because once you reach another one end goal you always want something else that's human nature we always just want to take it to that next level and that next level and um, so yeah so I think the biggest thing we can do for our clients is just really make it really manageable for them make the goals really attainable achievable and then when that becomes ingrained in them or it becomes part of their day to day we can take that out because that's already become autonomic we can now put something else in and then we can start layering it and when you're able to layer these small habits Mm -hmm. it becomes quite a significant change over time fantastic Um, Ross before I let you go where can we follow you man Um, Instagram I'm most active Mm -hmm. uh, at coach Ross Gilmore so not spelt like Happy Gilmore, M-O-R-E, it's G-I-L-M-O-U-R. Yeah, brilliant. I am quite happy most of the time, though, so. <laughs> brilliant. And that is it, folks. You have reached full-time on the Halftime Show. Man, I told you it was it was going to be a good one. And remember, if you have missed the show, you can catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and Anrami on the podcast, and also YouTube tomorrow. Guys, that's me, that's out. I'll see you guys. We're going to be here on the weekend with all the presenters, so make sure you tune in from Friday, and then it's back to normality next week. Let's do this, guys. All the best Ross thank you very much my man oh R's just giving me the signal so I'm just gonna keep talking uh what's going on R uh tell me what's happening tell me what's happening tell me what's going on come on we're gonna do this live now R you can't just give me signals and expect me not to say anything there we go so now <laughs> and all the best peace this is Pulse 95 tune in live every Monday Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. 